Father, we thank you for your sweet peace that reigns in this place today, Lord. Father, we magnify you. We lift our hands to the heavens, Lord. There is none like you, Lord, in all the earth. And we say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To your name be all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Hallelujah. 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 None like you, Lord. No one can love us the way you do. No one can
until yesterday when he said um, that uh, the Holy Ghost led him to um, make me preach. <laughs> See, just can't do right. Just can't do right. I count it a privilege. Um, if, if many of you were on the prayer line yesterday, uh, the well, you may hear a little bit of what we talked about, but I know that God is going to add some illumination to it, and he's, he's adding to because that's just what God does. He's a God that adds to, doesn't he? Multiplies. He's a God that adds to it. So, don't forget it was confirmed. Yeah, it was confirmed. <laughs> pastor uh, uh, text our uh, Pastor Tracy and said, the Lord told, at the direction of the Holy Spirit, the Lord told me to have um, Minister Larice preach. And she said, he told me the same thing. <laughs> so today I, I, I know that I have a word for you. I believe that God wants to speak to us today. He wants to take us to, um, I hate when people say a new level, because you know, we, they just use that so flippantly. But can you just imagine how many levels there are in God? He cannot be exhausted. We cannot outdo him. We can't catch up to him. So, I believe that today the Lord wants to take you to a new level in him. Praise God, Sister Elena. Good to see you. And I'm so grateful and so happy to see Minister Ernestine today. It just did my heart so good. Hallelujah. And I speak to your respiratory system in this hot and this this humid day that it would just line up with the word of God that your body would be strengthened and that he would give you a double portion today for your pressing in to get to the house. Hallelujah. Um, yesterday I uh, had the opportunity to speak on the well and I came from Matthew 25. I don't know what God's going to do today. But I'm just going to let him do whatever it is he wants to do. And if we jump around, we're going to jump around with him. Amen? Okay. Um, in Matthew 25, I am reading from the NIV version. And it says, we're talking about the parable of the ten virgins. And it says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet who? The bridegroom. Five of them were what? And five of them were? The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took Oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. 
Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. Jesus. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way, to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived, and the virgins who were what? Ready. ready. Yeah. The virgins who were ready went with him and the wedding banquet to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others came and, and they said, Lord, Lord, let us in. Open the door for us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know the day or the hour. Amen. Amen. Ooh, the Lord just brought something to me. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor always says you, you gotta give your context. You gotta lay your you gotta lay your foundation. Um, in chapters 24 and 25. Jesus' eschatological teaching is the teaching relating to the last things, the end times. So uh, if, you're, if, you re if you're reading these parables, he's talking in parables. And parables are kingdom thoughts that describe natural thoughts. You know, they're, they're kingdom principles uh, spoken in natural thoughts so that we can understand is to give us an understanding of spiritual things by using visible things. It's to gain a kingdom understanding. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Okay, this is the Olivet Discourse. 24 and 25 is the Olivet Discourse. And it is important to recognize that Jesus' teaching uh, in this discourse is reference to Israel and not the church. Christ was speaking out of God's future program. So I need us to just kind of slow down. We're going to flow with his spirit because I want you to understand that not this isn't naturally, this isn't, this is not in a chronological order, but Jesus is just giving them parables to help them understand. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm giving you mysteries. Right. I'm telling you secret things. I'm not telling you in a natural vein. I'm trying to, to help you to understand. So I'm giving you some natural uh, reasonings. But I need you to understand the mysteries of heaven. Yeah. I need you to understand what I'm saying to you yeah. in the spirit realm. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's go to uh, Ephesians 1, 7 through 9. There it says, I got it written down. Y'all there? Ephesians 1, 7 through 9. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will 
according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So I want to let you know that God is revealing to us, if you let him, if you dig for it, his mysteries, yeah. his purpose for your life, yeah. his, his will for you yeah. to walk through this time to get to his eternity. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Some, there are some alleys and some valleys and some low places that we have to go. And in order to be successful yeah. in our walk, in order to be successful in our journey, we have got to adhere to and understand his mysteries. Yes. And what's so beautiful about it, he loves us so much yes. that he laid it out in plain sight. Yes. So if we don't know it, it's our own fault. Mm -hmm. We've got to start digging. Yes. God is requiring us to start yes. digging. Yes. Diligently. Amen. Okay. Now let me figure out how I'm going to tie what the Lord is saying today with what he said yesterday. Jesus' prophecy of doom and gloom that he was given in uh, chapter 24 and 25 when he's talking about the end times. You think of doom and gloom when you think about the end times, right? And we're, on, we're, we're in the end times because it's some doom that's going on around us. So him talking about all the doom and gloom got the disciples curious and probably a little more concerned. When they were alone with Jesus on the Mount of Olives, they asked him, tell us when these things will be. And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of age? Amen. In warning the disciples against false signs, this is good, Jesus outlines the prevailing conditions of their present age to the very end, and he states their continuing tasks. So our God, in his loving, most amazing way, not only tells us what we're facing, what we're seeing around us right now. He's telling us what is to come, but then he's also telling us what we are to do in the process. Right, 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 right. Just, come, just being on the church roll is not enough. Just claiming him, just claiming him as your savior is not enough. Coming to church every day is not enough. We have got to become his disciples. We have got to be about kingdom business. It is up to us to bring his kingdom here on this earth. You're his vessel. Not pastor, not just pastor. Not just me as first lady. You and you and you and you and you, Sharon, Marlene, we all are his vessels. Amen? And the thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to me 
He said, the more you begin to understand eschatology or the end times, the more you submit to it, the better you are able to cope with the pain on earth and find hope for the life to come. The more we know what God has promised for us, we can endure this mess that we're going through. When you think about what God has waiting for you, Sharon K. Davis, you can endure this mess. This is but a light and a momentary affliction. My good God. All negative aspects of the end time should encourage us and propel us to share our faith. No, let me start. Let me. I'm rewriting that. All our negative aspects of the end time should encourage and propel us to live our faith. Bring the word. We got to live it first. You can't share nothing if you ain't living it. Thank you, Lord. So we got to get our acts together and start living it. So these 10 versions, what's the difference between them? They all have the same opportunity. God has given us all the same opportunity yeah. before him. There's no excuse. Mm -hmm. one, one, five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Yeah. That's the separation. That's it. So are you wise or are you living foolish? Mm. I, you, only you can answer that. What areas in your life are you foolishly living? Mm. Mm. We all got some. Yes. Amen. We all got some areas that we're foolishly living, that we're, we're, we're living in folly. Yeah. The foolish virgins took their lamps shining bright, but they took no oil with them. They had just enough oil to shine and look the part. To make a show with their lamps as if they intended to meet the bridegroom, but no cruise or bottle of oil with them for a recruit or backup if the bridegroom tarried. You know, I got to thinking, um, when you think about tarrying, uh, I, in my studies it said um, it was hard for the disciples to watch for an hour. Right. And how much more is it for us to watch for an age? Yeah. So, so don't get condemned on yourself for, for uh, getting tired and weary. Yeah. But today I come to tell you through the divine Holy Ghost that God is here to strengthen you and to encourage you and to lift you up and to remind you that he has a plan and that he has a purpose for you and that this is not the end. Even though what you're facing is not the end. It's not your end and you must follow through and do what God needs you to do. Okay. So we talked about the foolish and their problems were their problem was they were not prepared. They did not have their oil. Amen. And the wise took flasks of oil with them, with their lamps. We must be waiting with anticipation for the Lord. We must be wise and trustworthy until he comes. 
Your readiness places you in position for blessing. Your readiness places you in position for his anointing. We have got to be spiritually prepared. And one thing I love about God, it's not about perfection, but it's about preparation. Yeah. It's about being prepared. Yeah. We're not going to always get it right. Yes. But if you if you if you prepare yourself, I promise you'll get it more right yeah. than you get it wrong yeah. if you yeah. prepare. Yeah. You know, I think about um, uh, uh, Steve Starks and uh, Guardian Fitness. He's always talking about preparation. Plan. Do your meal plan. Have your meals prepared at the beginning of the week. Because when you do that, you tend to not fall off. Then if you just say, okay, I'm going to have a salad tomorrow. Next thing you know, you end up with a cheeseburger. So be prepared. Many Christians, when they have listened to this, this is for my seasoned saints. Minister Ernestine, this is for you. Many Christians, well, no, no, I don't, this is not for you. This is just for my seasoned saints who have been in it for a long time. Let me fix that because I'm not condemning nobody. But what I want to remind you is many Christians, many good Christians, when they have uh, been long in their profession, they grow remiss in their preparations for Christ's second coming. So what's for you, Minister Ernestine, is don't grow weary. He's coming. Mama, don't grow weary. He's coming. Don't grow weary, Miss Tracy. He's coming. Miss Pegues, you've been at it a while. Don't grow weary. He's coming. And if he still has you here, he has a work for you to do. It's time for us to stop making excuses, legitimate ones or not. Because I legitimately was tired. I legitimately had enough of this week. But if God says go, we've got to be ready to go. You know, Sharon, I, I, how many of us in here, I want you to raise your hand if you've been blessed by a card from Sister Sharon. If, if, if Sister Sharon has sent you a card, you, even the drummer got his hand up. She said, I can't do this, I'm sick. You ain't sick, you're still here. So, Minister Ernestine, did you get a card this week? She got a card this week. There's no excuse. Cancer or not. You may have cancer, but cancer doesn't have to have you. That's it. You may have marital problems, but your marriage ain't got to have the problems. You take control of that. You set the atmosphere. So be prepared. Be prepared. Okay, where are we going now? Mm. Mm. I want to talk about the oil. I want to talk about the oil. Oil is usually a symbol of the Holy Spirit. 
But here, it's also a symbol of the word of God. And the church should be holding forth the word of life in this dark, in this wicked world. If you're not in your word, you're the, you're the foolish virgin. If we are not living our word and digging into our word and allowing his word to transform us, we're not prepared. You're, you're acting foolishly. Uh, here was a good point. The olive oil comes from the olive fruit. But when, and, and, and that's when you press the fruit real hard, you get sap and bitterness. But in order to get to the oil, to get the oil, the fruit and the seed have to be crushed. They have to be squeezed and trampled. They have to be pounded and pressed by a great weight. And that's when you get the pure oil. So what you're facing is not designed to take you out. God designed it to get the oil out of you. The devil might have thought, oh, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to set him down with this. I'm going to set him down with that. But God designed it to get the oil out of you. And the only way we get to the oil is when we're trusting in his word. When we're holding, when we're speaking into the atmosphere what he says about us. When we're focused on what he said, who he says I am. Amen? So I'm reminding you, don't, 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 uh, don't discard the oil. Don't discard the crushing because that's when God gets his best from you. Hallelujah. Don't discard the squeezing. Yes, yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yes, it hurts. Yeah. Yes, my heart is aching. Yeah. Yes, I'm struggling. Yeah. But I'm holding on because I know that God's going to squeeze the good oil out of and, and as I continue to hold on, he's going to continue to strengthen. He's going to continue to keep. He's going to continue to hold us out. Amen? Amen. Uh, there was something that, let's see. Amen. Okay, look, we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at uh, Matthew 25. Uh, verse 9, it says, no, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us, both of us and you. Instead, to those who sell oil and buy some, he said, go buy some for yourselves. And the Holy Spirit just brought me right back to a scripture that I was looking up. And I said, I don't know what that, what does that got to do with what I'm talking about today? He brought me to for those who live according to the flesh, they're, go, they're going out in the, in, the, in the natural, in the flesh, in the flesh world to get this oil, okay? Romans 8, 5, and 7 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's a, a foe 
against God. My natural mind is against God. Even in my whole Christian self, my natural mind is opposite of God. Amen? Uh, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So I'm here to tell you through divine revelation today that don't go out into the marketplace to get your oil. Don't look for your answers here in this world. Don't look for uh, your neighbor to give you what you need. Look to Christ. Look to God. Look to his spirit to pour out exactly what you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's my provider. First John 2, uh, 15 through 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world is passing away, and the, lust of, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So I'm telling you to let God store, uh, get your oil in the flask, in the jar ready. Run through this season. Run through this walk with his glory upon you. Know that he has a plan and a purpose. And this is not your end. Know that you have to be prepared. It's up to you to be prepared. It's not up to liberty. It's not up to our pastors. It's up to each and every one of us to be prepared. Ready. And waiting for the bridegroom. Yes. He is coming back again. Yes, is. Jesus is coming back again. Yes. We always talk about how to get a new house, how to get a new car, how to get this. Don't store your treasures up here on earth right. where moth and dust can decay. Right. Store up some treasures in heaven. What are you doing for the kingdom? And what are you allowing the kingdom to do for you? Hallelujah. That's good. What You hold your own kingdom blessings up by not being prepared. You're holding your own self up by not doing what he's called you to do. Allow, oh Jesus, allowing the lie of Satan and the tricks of the enemy to tell you who you are. Right. The devil is alive. Right. He can't tell me who I am. Amen. It's not up to him to dictate if I'm sick yeah. or if I'm in lack. Yeah. Because my word says that by his stripes I am healed. My word says that uh, he will provide my every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So begin to speak what he says about you. I want to just look at the lie of the devil with that old two-faced, crooked so-and-so. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. I told y'all we was going to jump a little bit, but we just going to listen to what he has to say. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. 
And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You know, he sound real good. Sound real good. Just sound real good. He always sound real good. And the woman said to the serpent, we must eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So he's trying to tell her who she going to be, right? So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye, didn't I just talk about the lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with it and he ate. I want to say that the enemy tried to offer her something that already belonged to her. Ah. He said, you will be like God. Mm -hmm. But had she slowed down mm -hmm. and been prepared for him, mm -hmm. she would have already known that God created her in his image. Ah. She was already like God. So now we've got to get ourselves in position with his word so that through Jesus Christ, he is bringing us back to a place. If you've accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you are now in communion with God. You now have a relationship with God. You're, you're, he's brought you back into his family. You belong to him. He is yours. You are his yeah. beloved. Yeah. So knowing that, we've got to begin to operate that way. We've got to move as a king's kid. We've got to speak as a king's kid. We've got to live as a king's kid. So in order to be prepared when, he's come, when he comes back, we've got to get in our word. We've got to submit to the spirit. We can't do it in the flesh. We can't do it with our carnal mind. Just being a good person and just loving people and being kind to others, that's not it. It's serving others through Jesus Christ, through the power and the anointing of Jesus Christ. God has so much for us to do. Okay, God's wisdom is revealed by the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 10. It says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, 
For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, what no eye have seen, and what no ear have heard, and what no human mind has conceived, are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God revealed to us by his spirit. So today, as I close, and I know this may not have been the proper, I don't know, proper format of a message, but I want to encourage you, and I want to let you know that Jesus is coming back. I want to encourage you through your rough times that you're facing right now. How many of us, face, let's just tell it like it is, facing some rough stuff. Some rough stuff. We need Jesus. But guess what? He belongs to us. And he's going to give us absolutely everything we need to make it to the other side. And this momentary and this light affliction, it cannot be compared to the glory that God has in store for us. So I want to encourage you to get prepared. That area that you've been foolishly living in your life, we all got it. I know I got one. I can, I can tell you about two of them. Get it together. Put it under the submission of Jesus Christ. Put it under his word. Yeah. Begin to speak what he says about you. Yeah. The devil can't tell you who you are in him. Jesus is the one that can tell us who yeah. we are through his divine Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the only way you're going to know is if you get in the word. Hallelujah. The only way you're going to know is if you start living the word. Yeah. Rise up, you sleepy church. You drowsy church. Yeah. Rise up. God is requiring yes. us to get it together. Yes. People are dying. Yes. So are you ready? Do you have oil in your cruise? You got some extra oil, Sharon? Hallelujah. You holding on? Hallelujah. We holding on to the blood-stained banner. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.